Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. John chapter 6, we see a kind of a continuation of what we've been seeing. Um, Jesus had fed the 5,000. He had fed them with fish and bread. There wasn't enough to go around. There were only five loaves and two fish that this little boy had. And yet there were 5,000 men, not counting even the women and the children. And Jesus broke the bread and fed the people, showing again that he was like Moses, able to feed the people like Moses fed them with manna. Although, as Jesus says, it wasn't Moses. It was his father. And then Jesus had crossed the sea. Across the Sea of Galilee. Walking across on top of the water. Showing again how he was like Moses. who Moses who stretched out his arms so that the people of Israel might walk through on dry ground. When Jesus had walked across the sea, there were people there who had had their fill of the loaves. They, they had been filled and they had seen what Jesus could do and they wanted more of it. They wanted their stomachs filled. If someone can have that kind of a bread, have the ability to to feed them always so that they never grow hungry, they wanted to be around that guy. They wanted to be around Jesus. So they knew, well, He didn't get into the boat whenever the disciples left. But He's not around now, so where did He go? Kind of like, where's Waldo? But where's Jesus? Where did he go? Well, some boats had come and they decided to go look for Jesus. And when they found him, they asked him, where did you go? And Jesus doesn't give them an answer. He calls them out. When they asked him, where did you go? He calls them out and says, You're just after bread. You're just after bread. You don't want me. You just want your stomach filled. That's what we'll see in today's text. We'll read from John chapter 6, beginning in verse 22. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had only been one boat there, And that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near to the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, 
when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, for the food that in, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on Him God the Father has set His seal. Then they said to Him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in Him who, sent, who has sent me, that the, you believe in Him whom He sent. So they said to Him, what, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives to you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, Give us this bread, always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, the father, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that the one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the, for the life of the world is my flesh. Then the Jews disputed among themselves, saying, 
How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Give us ears to hear. This text is so clear, we cannot hear without your Spirit enabling us. Lord, give us ears to hear, and eyes to see, and a will to obey. And Father, I pray that you would uh, be with me, give me grace, and give me strength to preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever had a fair weather friend? Someone that was with you in good times? But then maybe you had a falling out. And you couldn't understand the betrayal. Maybe you had a friend who was there because you had something to give them. Maybe you had a friend who was there because they, they liked your stuff, but they really weren't there for you. We can do that to Jesus. Jesus here, when the people come across the sea to Him, he, they ask Him, where have you been? Where, where do you go? How, when did you get here? And Jesus, he's not interested in answering their question. He, he doesn't give them an answer to their question. All he says is that they were there not because they were seeking, because of the signs that they, that, not because they saw the signs, but because they ate their fill. They ate their fill of the loaves. That was in verse 26. See, Jesus' signs we've seen in the Gospel of John are there to give glory to God. They're there so that when people see the signs, they will glorify God and they'll recognize who Jesus was, who His identity was. He made the water into wine. He broke the loaves and the fish. All of those things, they were supposed to show who He was. Those people were not coming to Jesus because of who Jesus was. They were, becoming, they were coming because they wanted food. They wanted something physical. They wanted their bellies filled. And how we can be the same 
when it comes to Jesus. That is the major problem within those who preach a health and wealth prosperity gospel. People who tell you how you can have your best life now. People who tell you how you can have prosperity and wealth if you just give a little money towards my ministry. Like right now in the headlines is this preacher who's asking his congregation for $54 million so that he can buy an airplane. That is not the gospel. <laughs> that is a gospel of prosperity and wealth, and it's after Jesus for what he can give them, not for Jesus himself. And we can point to examples like that. Examples like a $54 million airplane. And we can say, oh, that's out there. But really, when we hear God's Word, we're not supposed to just apply it to those people out there. We've got to point it to our own hearts. How often do we come to Jesus with the same kind of attitude saying, I need this. I need that. Like Jesus is some kind of gumball machine where we put the right stuff in and out comes what we want to satisfy our carnal needs. Amy's reading a book right now. She shared with me a quote from it. It goes right along with this. It says, uh, The mature Christian seeks after Jesus' presence not his presence. Not after the gifts that he gives, but after Jesus himself, who he is. That's really what this text is all about. Are we after Jesus because he, we want him to give us our, the best life that we can have right now? Are we after Jesus so that we can just get all this material blessings by giving to the right ministries or things? Or are we after Jesus because we want Him? Because we want His presence? That's a real dividing line. Jesus then, He tells them, I am the bread of life. Again, just as He was walking across the sea, and he told the disciples when they feared, it is I. He used the, those words. I'll just go ahead and quote the Greek. <laughs> Ego I me. I am. I am. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The one who met Moses at the burning bush. Jesus was there. God, who was in this burning bush, speaking to Moses, when Moses asked, who shall I tell them sent me? The Lord told them, tell them, I am has sent you. Jesus here says, I am the bread of life. He is Claiming He is that I am. He is the one who spoke with Moses at the burning bush. 
But he also says he is the bread of life. And this ought to cause us to think back earlier in John. John, he met with a woman by the well and he told her, I am the water of life. Whoever drinks of me will never thirst again. Here he is saying he's the bread of life. He is our sustenance. He is what we live on. We live on Jesus. When he explains that and the people say, Sir, give us this bread always. They still don't get it, do they? Just like the woman at the well. If she was thinking, well, he's talking about this water, that ne- living water that never runs dry. Can't you, can you give me some of this water so I'll never thirst again? And she's still thinking on physical terms. These people who had crossed the river, Jesus explains to them that He's the bread of life. That He can give them bread that will never run out. And they still don't get it. Get it. They say, sir, give us this bread always. And they're still thinking about their stomachs. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Don't, you're not getting it. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to Me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in Me shall never thirst. You want a relationship with me so that you can be satisfied your own carnal lusts? Or will you be satisfied by just having me? Whoever comes to me, Jesus says, shall never, shall not be hungry. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And then Jesus says, but I said to you that you have seen and yet do not believe. Remember, this is the same crowd that saw Him up on the mountain, breaking the loaves, breaking the fish, feeding 5,000 people. They saw with their eyes, yet they did not see. Jesus says to them, you have seen Me and yet you do not believe. They saw what Jesus could do, yet they were blind. What is the difference? Are we in that kind of danger? Can we see what Jesus does and just want in on it, want our cut? Or will we seek after Jesus for Himself? for His presence instead of His presence. Jesus says, all that the Father gives Me will come to Me. And whoever comes to Me, I will not cast out. Some people, they see Jesus' miracles and they get it. Some people see Jesus' miracles and it just goes right past them. What's the difference? Jesus says, all that the Father gives me will come to me. Yet, He follows that up with, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Here is is something that is extremely deep in theology. Thinking about the doctrine of election. (laughs) It's a very scary term. 
People, something people don't like to talk about, but I think it's a biblical teaching. The idea that the Father has given the Son those whom will, who will believe. But at the same time, Jesus says, whoever comes to me, I will not cast out. The invitation is open. Anybody who comes to Jesus, they will never be cast out. We don't have any fear that if we want a desire to come to Jesus, that somehow Jesus will have the door closed on us and saying, I'm sorry, you can't come in. But at the same time, there is this mystery. This mystery of God's wisdom, of God's providence. Only those who the Father draws will come. Jesus says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. And this is the will of Him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that He has given me, but raise it up on the last day. You know something? This doctrine that is mysterious, this doctrine of, of God's sovereign giving a people over to His Son is something that can be extremely comforting to our souls. It means that it's grace. It means that it's grace. It's not because we were so good. It's not because we were smarter than anybody. It's not because we had, had just not sinned quite bad enough. It's, it's not for any reason in us. It's only because of God's grace. And it also shows us, Jesus here says, and this is the will of Him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that He has given me, but raise it up on the last day. You have this debate, well, can a person lose their salvation or not? But listen to what Jesus said. Everyone who the Father has given me, I will lose none of it. If you believe in Jesus today, if you have trusted in Him as your Savior, it is because the Father has given you to the Son and He will not lose you. He will never lose you. It is His mission. It is the will of the Father that He will hold on tight to you and never let you go. People get scared when you talk about election. But if you don't have election, you don't have security. You don't have this knowledge that Jesus will never let me go no matter what I may do. Jesus will never let me go. Verse 40. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks at the Son, on the Son and believes on Him should have eternal life. And I will raise Him up on the day. Again, there's this two ways of, of looking at it. He, uh, that, that one verse He says, all that the Father gives me, I will not lose any of them. And then He says, whoever looks on the Son. It's that openness. That openness of whoever looks on Me. Just like Jesus said in John chapter 3, after he, that famous verse, I, whoever uh, believes in Me shall have eternal life, but uh, 
shall not perish, but have eternal life. After that, he says, just as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness. Remember, and the, and the people had to look on the serpent so that they would be saved. In the book of Numbers, Jesus said, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And all we must do is look to Him. Look to Jesus. Here, we can get scared if we ponder this mysterious idea of God giving a people to the Son. But here Jesus tells us, everyone who looks on the Son and believes on Him shall have eternal life. And I will raise Him up on that day. We shouldn't worry about God's sovereign plan. It shouldn't cause us to worry, oh, maybe I'm not one of the ones that are chosen. No. When we hear this, we just look to Jesus. Look to Him. Look to Him. And we have a promise. If we look to Him, we're saved. If we look to Jesus... Not for the gifts that He gives us. Not for the material blessings. But we look to Jesus. We look to Him. As you can imagine, just as the Jews grumbled and wanted food that was better than this manna that they were getting all the time, here we see in verse 41, the Jews grumbled again. They grumbled about Him because He said, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. They still aren't getting it. They don't get it. Jesus explained it to them as clear as it could be. I am the bread of life. But here they are grumbling. Isn't this Jesus? He's just the son of Joseph. You know, we, we saw him grow up. The son of Joseph, and whose mother and father we know. How can he say he came down out of heaven? They didn't get it. Their eyes were blind. They didn't see what was right in front of them. Jesus answered them, Don't grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. That can be scary to hear that. Is the Father really drawing me? That's just the wrong question to ask. That is the wrong question. Jesus doesn't tell us, consider whether or not the Father might be drawing you before He says to believe. No, He just says, believe! We're not to sort out, well, is this one being drawn by the Father? Or is this one? No, we, that's not our job. We just tell people, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. And we know that in God's mystery, in His plan of providence, Everyone who looks, it's because God has done a work in their heart. It's because God has changed them. It's because God has opened up their eyes. Verse 45, it is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. This, and they will all be taught by God. Again, it's this, this mysterious thing about when a person hears the Gospel, it's not because they hear from man. 
but it's God teaching them, opening up their eyes, enlightening their eyes, so that when they hear the Gospel, the Spirit gives them life. The Spirit teaches them and they get it as opposed to others who don't. And they will all be taught by God. Verse 46, Not that anyone has seen the Father. He who is from God, He has seen the Father. Talking about Himself. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in Me has eternal life. We see here in Jesus this parallel. You know, Charles Spurgeon was one time asked, how do you reconcile God's sovereignty and man's responsibility? And his answer was, I don't try to reconcile friends. And, and another thing that comes back, goes back to Charles Spurgeon. When we get there one day and, and, and we see the gates of heaven up on the top, it will say, whoever believes may come in. Yet on the inside, when you look out, it will say on the other side, the elect of God. Here, Jesus is saying, no one can come to me except the Father draw him. But yet, then, he follows it up with, whoever believes has eternal life. There's not a contradiction between those two. We may try to put some kind of a stumbling block in and say, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yet the Bible teaches both and we believe it on faith. Not because it makes sense to me. Because it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't always make sense. Well, think of the Trinity. It doesn't make sense to us. One God, three persons. How can that be? We just accept it on faith. And the same with this. God is in control. He has given people to the, the Son. And yet, everyone who believes may come. Everyone who believes may come. Verse 48, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that if one may eat of it, one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Jesus kind of answers the question they had. How can this one who's just the son of Joseph and Mary who we know, how how could this one say that he's the bread of life? Jesus answers it here at the end of this paragraph. He says, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. How is he the bread of life? He gives his body and his blood for us. When we take communion, when we take the Lord's Supper, Jesus breaks the bread and He gives the wine out. He says, this is My body. This is the new covenant in My blood. Take it and eat. It's what He tells His disciples. And and we don't have the the Roman Catholic idea that that the the bread actually becomes Jesus' body. I don't believe that's what Scripture means. I think it's talking in metaphor. And we don't believe that the the wine actually becomes blood. But it's in metaphor. It's pointing us to the sacrifice that was once for all given on the cross. 
the blood, the bread that He gives for us that we might have life from, that we might be satisfied from, that we might be consumed is the Gospel of Jesus' death and resurrection on our behalf. The Jews then disputed among themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? They still don't get it, do they? They still don't get it. Jesus can explain it and explain it, and yet it doesn't just... It just if, you, if you have not had the Father open your eyes, it does not make sense. How can you give us, this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. I will raise him up on the last day. You know, I've heard people talk about church growth. Church growth, uh, uh, this statement that Jesus said to his disciples is not the way to build a church. Okay? His disciples, you can just imagine, you know, I think we'd have a lot more people coming and following if, you, if you'd stop telling people to eat you. <laughs> I will raise him up on the last day, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the Father has sent me, I live because of the Father. Jesus uh, here in telling us that we must eat his flesh and drink his blood he is the bread of life. We sang a song, Break Now the Bread of Life. And in Christian tradition, we often think of this bread of life being the Word of God. Because Jesus was the Word who was made flesh. Word who became flesh. Jesus here says, this bread is my flesh. The Word and Jesus' flesh are kind of united in this thought. When we think of breaking the bread, we are to meditate on His Word and particularly those places that are about the Gospel. How are we to feed on Jesus? How are we to drink His blood and eat His flesh by meditating on the Gospel? thinking on the Gospel of Jesus who died for us, who rose for us, who suffered and bled and died for us, yet He gives us eternal life. Jesus said, whoever believes in Me, I will raise up on the last day. And here He says, whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. The one who feeds on this bread is the same one who believes in me. Do you want to consume Jesus? And I don't mean eat him. <laughs> I mean believe on him. Trust in him. Not just for what will fill your stomach. 
Not just for the gifts that He gives. Not just for prosperity. But will you believe on Him for Himself? For His presence with you? Look to Jesus. If you have faith in Jesus, if you've trusted in Him, when you think on the Gospel, that is eating His flesh. Drinking His blood. When we take the Lord's Supper, which we're not doing today, He says, do this in remembrance of Me. We take that cup and we take that bread and we do this remembering, thinking what He did for us. We take His body and blood. You know, when we come to hear preaching, oftentimes we, we come wanting to hear this is something that's going to help your family. This is something that's going to help you financially. This is something... But if we come to Jesus, come to hear preaching that's just going to give us life tips... We're coming just like these people who crossed the river and just wanted to have their belly filled. What I have to offer is Jesus. What this word, what the Bible offers is Jesus. We get some life tips you can agree with them or disagree with them or throw them aside. But when we offer Jesus, there's nowhere else to go. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Embrace Him. Don't go after His gifts, His prosperity that He can give. Look to Jesus alone. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.